And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I took a bite into a deep fried stick. I thought there would be cheese in it, but it was a pickle. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. On the Athletic Network, it's Monday, January 3rd. Happy New Year to everybody out there. I'm J.E. Skis for the first time in a long time. Hashtag full squad. We got Tass Mellis. It's official. We're pulling it off, I think. Well, <laughs> fingers crossed, Tassie. We got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery taken into the max on no delay for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Lee Ellis. Friends. I don't know where to look right now. Yeah, you look at us. Tray, the screen, JD. Eye to eye. Eye to eye. And uh, yes, finally making the magic happen. Super producer, JD. <laughs> Hello. What? what? Hello. Look at this. Picture in picture? Is that what we're doing here, eh? Well, you know, I am uncomfortable on camera. Yep. Here I am. Hey! My, my full picture. But uh, this is the first time I've been able to have all of us on screen at the same time. Look at that! We did it! We did it. Wow. We did. Look at that pip. New Way pip. It's a new pip. <laughs> it's a new pip. Happy pip, new everyone. In town. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second. Subscribe. Like. Share the video. Uh, help us out. Get to 50,000. Remember when we thought we were going to get to 50K by Halloween? Now we are. Yeah. yeah. Well, the numbers <laughs> right. are going to yeah, skyrocket us being in the yeah. same room. Oh, I like that idea. Okay, hopefully that's the plan. Shout out to the pod squad, the Discord horde as well. Send in your questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. Best way to do it. Or you can tweet at Lee right now. <laughs> at Lee yeah. Ellis. Yeah, make it quick though because my battery's running out on my computer. Oh, you want to share some juice? <laughs> uh, you're right. You no, let's share some juice. All right, all right, all right. All right. Thanks, Look at this. Thanks. This is the beauty yeah. of being yeah. in the wow. same room together. We can share our yeah. uh, computer cords. That's why we're sitting on these side of the desks as well because you guys have the... Uh, the Pro Pro, we got the just the regular Pro uh, over here. Yeah. We got the Thunderbolt. Yeah, me and Skeeter like the like players just with tats all over us, and you guys are just like clean over there. So <laughs> business tats. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of our tattoos are on the underside <laughs> of our sweet yeah. laptops. I actually was a little nervous to be sitting in front of Skeets. I was worried we would have a reverse Gandalf effect where I would look like <laughs> like nine hundred feet yeah, tall. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to pull a quick audible, JD, this morning to uh, switch sides. Yeah, no, I don't mind this. Yeah, this is I nice. I like this right now. Uh, if you're joining us for the first time here in the Classic Factory. Um, permanent location, temporary desk. I, I said that when we did our <laughs> test run with just Tass and I and JD uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess it was now. We got a little, uh, we got a special desk coming. I don't want to say too much because <laughs> we thought it would be here by now and it <laughs> obviously isn't. Uh, but I can't wait for it to show up. Uh, what else? Guys, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. This is a ping pong table. Actually, you just remind me there's some great Raptors beer pong tables going around for the holidays. You see those? No. Raptors branded? Going around? Yeah. What do you mean going around? <laughs> as, in, as in, you know, the internet where things go around oh, and being, yeah, yeah, being sold. 
as a product, as a ping pong table. Oh. They were cool. Any of our friends buy one? They talked about it. Wow. <laughs> I don't think they purchased it, though. A couple, couple grand to drink out of Raptors cups. <laughs> I don't know. A little expensive. I mean, you throw a sticker on this, it becomes a Raptors beer pong table just like that. Yeah, That's fair, yeah. No, we're not putting stickers on this table. We're adding a laptop every day. (laughs) (laughs) By by March, this is just a covered laptop. Like the Jason Kidd collar picture. That's one more uh, laptop each (laughs) day. Oh, I like that. For every subscription we get on on YouTube, we'll add a laptop. Add a laptop. Okay, that's (laughs) that's the new deal here. Okay, so... Uh, Monday, it's the new year. I guess before we get into winners and losers of the weekend, you guys did some traveling. Let's get some quick stories. <laughs> Lee, you looked like you had a blast from your Instagram photos, your Twitter photos, Roxanne's Twitter photos. Yep. Um, tell the people what was the highlight, I guess, of the trip. We had an Arctic blast, I'll tell you that Ooh. much. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to have to go Celsius here, Trey. Sorry for you. But uh, one day in Calgary last week, it felt like minus 43 degrees. Minus 43 degrees. Even I'm hard- sorry, is that cold? You said it in Celsius. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's unreal. Yeah. Even hardened Canadians are like, man, this is cold. This is crazy cold. What are you guys that's doing like, here? That's like, don't be outside. Oh, it was dangerous, cold, yeah. yeah. We had plans of like sledding and you know uh, snowboarding and stuff like that with the boys, but it was just too cold to go outside. So... Uh, yeah, we had to spend a little bit more time inside than we uh, would have planned on. And I missed out on going to the uh, Flames-Oilers game, Tass. That's very <laughs> unfortunate. Man, I was so juiced for that. I really oh, wanted to go so and see yeah. Connor, uh, Connor uh, McDavid. Oh, oh. Yeah. Not, Ma- not McGregor. Yeah. 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 Man, he's got some filthy stick work, that dude. I saw <laughs> the highlights. Quite I was the like, dangle. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He, he made uh, TSN had their top 50 goals of all time because the World Junior Chockey Hockey Championships got cancelled. <laughs> yeah. The NHL was off, so they had to put stuff up. They had him up. Oh, man, he had an incredible goal. Yeah, so uh, I missed out on that, unfortunately. So that was postponed, I guess. That was postponed, yeah, so uh, missed out, unfortunately. But I had a really good experience in Banff. I know you've been there. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Banff. This guy's never been more excited to talk about anything. Banff was... was I haven't been in the winter. Oh, well, see, that's the funny thing, isn't it, really? Because so many people go go in their seasons, and, and, you know, obviously it's a big summer uh, spring destination. Yeah. I gonna say that winter is uh, maybe the best time to go, even though it's the only time I've been and I've just come back from there. <laughs> right, Homer, spectacularly beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. What animals did you see? Well, uh, we saw some reindeer. Like, how cliche is this? I pull into Banff. I pull off the highway. I pull into Banff, and there's a there's a like a pedestrian crossing. The reindeer even know to use the pedestrian crossing there. And they just press come, the button with oh, their boobs? They just come trotting out. Everyone stops. Yeah. Two go across, and then there's the straggler. Just as everyone's about to move, the straggler comes trotting across like that. Yeah. I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is crazy stuff. So, hey, uh, I'm trotting here. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, driving on the roads uh, when it's covered in snow and ice like that, whew, it's uh, quite the thrill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like Stevie Wonder when I came out of the airport there at Calgary because. Uh, you're driving along and you can't even see where the lanes are. <laughs> okay, you got there. <laughs> I was like, I, I've got a suggestion for the whoever's in charge of the roads in uh, Alberta. <laughs> paint the paint the lanes, all of them yellow. Yeah. When you're painting them white, right? And it's snowing like that. You're just honestly, you're just driving along. And go, I'm not even sure which lane I'm in there. Yeah. You're sort of it's going scary. on just where the tracks for the other cars. <laughs> drive yeah. but it's you know there's times I'm like oh, I expect a few honks from the horns from the you know the locals here because I'm, uh, I'm I'm drifting all over the place yeah. but we got there in the end you know I had wow. to put it into four wheel drive a couple of times to make cool. sure the 
tires are gripping. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, but the sure other thing gripping. is, uh, actually, JD, I, I'm going to have to apologise to you in advance here, JD, because in, in, in order to start the car and get it in, get into the car in the morning, I had to idle for like half an hour to oh, warm it up. Jesus. I had to. It was like... Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, because you've got to like brush all the snow off first. And then you got oh, to Oh no. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's not that's not a problem, but he's sitting in the car and it is just like minus 35 degrees does, outside. Does the car run? I didn't at the start. Well, a couple of times it, took, it sort of like coughed and spluttered as I uh, turned it on, but yes. uh, we got there in the end, but uh Oh, okay. well, I mean, a half hour is ridiculous. Uh, I it mean, sounds I, ridiculous, but you know. My brother lived in Yellowknife and he he would run sometimes they would have to run the car all night. Otherwise it, would it just, wouldn't start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like yeah. literally, all right, I'm going to bed now. Start yeah. the car. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. Come on. All yeah. night. Uh, on certain days. Okay. So you had a blast. Amazing. We had a blast. Uh, the only the only uh, sour memory I have is I uh, went to a, a, a spring, one of those outdoor springs in Banff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my swim trunks made it all the way to Toronto. They made it all the way to Calgary. They made it all the way to Banff, but the ten-minute walk from the hotel to the uh, springs, my swim dacks didn't make it. Yeah, I had to borrow a pair. I had to Ooh. borrow a pair of swim dacks. From from, couldn't couldn't buy them. Yeah, no, they don't sell them. They rent them. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? I know, I know, I know. So I, rental dacks. I had, I had all of us were going, and I had the boys in the change room. They're all changed, ready to go. I'm like, oh my god, where are my dacks? Couldn't believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe they made it to the, the hotel, but not to the spa. Yeah. Apologies, so, Trey. Got to call them Dax. Where are my Dax? <laughs> so I had to go to the dude at the front and say, "Can I, can I dude? Please, where's my Dax? <laughs> can I please, <laughs> can I please rent a pair where's of Dax?" Where's your Dax? <laughs> so the guy's like, "What size are you?" I'm like, "Oh, it doesn't really matter. I'm wearing Dax." <laughs> Thousands of other men have probably worn, so right. I can put them on. Oh, you hate that! I remember when you were in that wetsuit. It was <laughs> oh, the worst pickup yeah. payoff we ever had. <laughs> At least I had my own undergarments on. This was like you know bare skin on on right. uh, pre-worn Dax. And right. uh, well, you could have worn your your underwear. underwear nah, you, I hadn't because I only had boxer shorts, so I couldn't just go out in <laughs> those. And then I had nothing else to change into, so I was like, I was I, I was Dackless. I couldn't go out Dackless in the spa. <laughs> Too cold. Too, yeah, to walk back. Ah oh, man. Why couldn't you have left the kids with Roxy and gone back to the hotel? Uh, because you got to like then put all your clothes back on, go back down to the hotel. Got to idle back. the car for it's like 45 yeah, minutes it's, it's, before you can leave. It's, right? like, it's, it's not that far, but like the effort to go and get yeah, it all yeah. and come back. And, and you're only in and out of that spa in like, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour. Oh, okay. It's not like you're in a swimming pool. So, uh, yeah, great fun. Great country. <laughs> Just, great uh, country. Great people, great food. <laughs> great, great you know, country. Canada's a uh, great Good place. Review. Yeah, it great is. Great place. Highly recommend it. Uh, JD, how did your trip to, uh, not not obviously to Banff or Calgary, but to Canada? How did My it go? trip was great. It was very mellow. I was sitting in Bowmanville for most of the time, mm -hmm. and it took me almost the same amount of time as it did last time to get back, which was a 24-hour ordeal. So, uh, JD, you have some of the worst flight luck. Yeah. I know of someone. A guy fell out of the plane in this story. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It was a worker. He fell out of the uh, the cargo hold. And that's wow. that slowed us down for like two hours. They were investigating. Was he okay? I don't know, actually. Oh, wow. There was an ambulance. I don't know if that's standard practice. Right. but. Uh, and the cops showed up, so maybe he was murdered. I don't even, I don't know. I don't know. So it took you, in all honesty, 24 hours to get back? 
the first yes. time, the first time. Yesterday we left the house at like seven a.m. and I got to this house at one a.m. Basically, so. <laughs> it's a to two Toronto, hour, a two hour it's two flight. hours. <laughs> I can barely watch a movie on that plane. Oh god! Wow. All right. Well, it's great to have everybody back here in the Classic Factory. Nice to get a little story time there <laughs> to start the new year from yeah. you. It feels like you've got another 10. Oh, wanted. I've got a couple yeah, left. Okay. leave there, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to some basketball talk. Because uh, we got to get to this guy. He's got his Bulls hat on. My goodness. Winners of the NBA weekend. Um, have at it. DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> he just knows how to do New Year's right, you know? <laughs> Not only did he end 2021 with a buzzer-beating, game-winning three-pointer, on December 31st, he rang in the new year, January 1st, 2022, with another buzzer-beating, game-winning three-pointer. No surprise, his number is 1-1. Oh. Should have known it coming in. You guys already know the stat. DeRozan became the first player ever with back-to-back buzzer-beating game winners. That's a lot of hyphens. Okay. When you're hyphenating yeah. that, that's a lot of hyphens. First time ever on back-to-back days. Larry Bird did it in 1985 in consecutive games. But he had a little bit of a space in between that. Day apart. Day apart doesn't count, Larry. Does not count Larry Bird. You've been trumped by Gary Bird, and now you've been trumped by DeMar DeRozan. Also this, if you're a dad, you love saying on December 31st, hey, see you, see you next, next year. <laughs> DeRozan, first time ever. A guy's hitting a game winner the last day of the year, first day of the year. Yep. Exciting stuff. Uh, anyways, it was a great uh, – it was great. So let's go back and talk about New Year's Eve, Indiana. A day game. This was a weird one. I don't like watching a basketball game during the day, just like on a random day. That was strange to me. <laughs> Nonetheless, Bulls down six, two minutes left. Kobe White hits a three to cut the lead to four. Nice assist by Zach Levine. A huge game for Kobe White in this one against the Pacers. 24, hit six threes. He really kept the Bulls in this. On the next possession down, DeRozan forces a turnover. He kicks it out to Levine for a dunk, cuts the lead to one. They trade a couple of misses. The Pacers hit some free throws. DeRozan hits a little mid-range jumper, cuts the lead to one with 30 seconds left. Another steal by DeRozan. Comes down on to the other end of the court. Pick and roll with my man, Vucci. <laughs> then DeRozan just forgets how much time is left on the clock. As he said afterwards, decides to pull up for a one-footed floater from 27 feet. Splash! <laughs> yeah, DeMar! Splash, not bang. DeRozan delivers! Mm, Great call. call by Amin. Yeah, you're exactly right, Skeets. A splash. Not a bank, yeah. not a rattle, not off the rim. Pure swish. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Ada's like, Daddy! <laughs> too loud! You're scaring us! I'm like, yeah, but did you see that? You understand that this was a three-pointer to win the game? They got excited. Um, DeRozan, though, was struggling in that game. Four for 16 coming into the third quarter, but he went four for eight from the field. Four of four at the line. 13 points in the fourth quarter. Finished with 28. The very next day in Washington... Tight one down the stretch. Bulls versus Wizards. One possession either way in these last five minutes. But the fourth quarter, you know it's DeRozan time. King of the fourth. At this point, the last three minutes, DeRozan got a layup, a jumper. He assisted Levine on a three. Hit a couple of free throws on an admittedly superstar call. Like, I don't know if that should have been a foul on Abdiya. But at this point, fair enough. The Bulls have a one-point lead under a minute left. Kuzma's been on fire in the Mm. fourth quarter. He hits a deep three. Puts the Wizards up by two with four seconds left. Bulls get the ball back on the other side of the court. Kobe White inbounds to DeRozan in the left corner. He pump fakes Cody Kispert into next week. Bradley Beal comes to help, but he's too late. DeRozan elevates, hits the three from the corner. Not quite as pure as the one against the Pacers, but a little tiny bit of the rim. Some impossible defense by Beal, and Kispert is still right there. Bulls win, Bulls win. First place 
in the Eastern Conference outright. I love that they didn't play well in either of these games and still found a way to pull out the win. That's how uh, that's how you win games and continue to have a high seed in in your conference by beating the bad teams and by playing and by getting victories even when you're not playing well. You guys were laughing at me for saying that DeRozan's going to get MVP votes. It's not a joke anymore. He's right. probably top three in a lot of people's minds right now. The Bulls should have the starting backcourt in the All-Star game. I don't know if that's going to happen, but Levine was great against Washington. 35 points, 7 threes. Vucci Main had a couple of good games, 14 and 16, <laughs> followed by 22 and 12. And Kobe White was great, 24 in that win against the Pacers, 20 against the Wizards. Hit uh, for five assists as well. He's a little bit of an X factor. He's been playing a bunch more with Lonzo and Caruso going down. Those two should be back pretty soon. Might be playing tonight against uh, Orlando. Might be able to keep the winning streak going. Would be eight games. They haven't won more than seven since 2017. So a crazy weekend uh, for the Chicago Bulls. Back-to-back game winners. Great uh, stuff. Here's how much the Bulls are back. On New Year's night, some of us did get together here in Atlanta, and there was talk about making bets <laughs> on how far the Bulls are going into the playoffs, right? Like, Eastern Conference bound. Would you bet on them to go to the finals? These were legit conversations going as the clock ticked to midnight. And my wife, Nora, said, like, you cut this shit out. <laughs> but anyway, there were, you know, we had John John, our Bulls fan. You know, TK was there. Obviously, Tass is involved there with Grish. And we're all like, we're trying to figure it out. Like, how would you handicap, I guess, this team right now in terms of, like, how far could they go? Are they for real when it comes to, like, challenging at going to the finals or at least at least the conference finals. Yeah, I still think the line, if you're a, a Vegas line maker, you would say making the conference finals, I think is probably the barometer. Like second or third round. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that's the barometer. If it's a second round, you gotta expect them to make the second round. But if they make the third round, I think that's that's a successful season. If you want to go crazy, you see the finals. <laughs> if you want to be a little bit bummed. I mean, if they make the conference finals, that's a hugely successful season for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in a while. They're top four in the Eastern Conference. To me, coming into the season, if you finish top six, that's a great season. So now yeah. at least one playoff series win feels like a given. I do yeah. kind of hate the fact that I've watched so many Raptors games over the years with you guys <laughs> and seen DeRozan in the playoffs, obviously. So to see him carrying the team through the fourth quarter and to see him hitting all these shots, I'm like, man, this is so awesome. Yeah. I just wish I didn't remember the previous <laughs> like 10 years of my life, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, people are pointing that out. Like, I've seen, like, there's the blowback even to what DeRozan's doing with the game winners. Like, oh, yeah, we've seen this story before when he played in Toronto. And then just wait until April, May, and he'll have some stinkers, which he's a he has had player. in yeah. his career. But there's also some monster playoff performances from him as well. Now they lost series that maybe they should have won and all that, but he can keep this going. And I saw somebody, I forget who it was on Twitter, like they compared him right now, DeRozan, like he's just like a pitcher that has complete command of the plate. Like he's just <laughs> oh, so... Oh, But it's like he, especially <laughs> in the fourth... <laughs> He's like Maddox. Yeah. He's Greg Maddox out there right yeah. now. He's like Maddox. He's not, yeah. Like he's in no <laughs> totally. rush. Now these are some insane shots he's hitting here. Like, if I, if both of these shots don't drop, maybe we're going. What do you like? These are brutal shot selections. Like, especially the one-legged, uh, you know, runner from three there in the yeah. first game. But he is just in complete control right now. He, yeah, he only made two three-pointers right this weekend. Right, Make they were both count. game winners. So, and he only took one against the Wizards, and that was obviously the one that won the game. But that fourth quarter, he's leading the league. In total points, in averages, he's shooting 53% from the field, 54% from three. Okay, 89, 87% from the uh, free throw line. 
But I would just counter any of those DeRozan previous stats with he's a completely different player right now because mm. he's experienced, he's better, he understands when it's his time. And he is just like, in that fourth quarter, throw him the ball and he's like, I'm going to do what's right. And he's made some shots. He's also made some right passes at the right time. He's done that several times. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be at all worried about what we've seen from him at times in the playoffs. Right. I think right now this is the best version he's ever been of himself. Agree. At 32 years of age, he's just so comfortable in himself. And as I've mentioned as well before, him and Zach Levine, there is no, like, this is my Attention. team. Yeah, yeah. I, I need the shots. Because Zach knows he will get a shot in that fourth quarter. So will Vooch. So will whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lonzo Ball got a shot from, from, uh, from DeRozan against the Nets, I think it was. So DeRozan is like, okay, guys, you just wait. I'll either shoot it or I'll get you the ball. And that, to me, is what, what makes him so impressive about right now. And if I'm the Bulls, honestly... I think the Nets are beatable. I really do. Beat them twice. Yeah, and I think the Bucks are the toughest team for the Bulls mm-hmm. to get past simply because of Giannis. As, as with pretty much every team, who are you going to defend Giannis with? He's pretty hard to stop. And Vucci, probably not quite the right pick for him. And yeah, then- Skeets didn't mention that. I was uh, I was broadcasting on New Year's Eve that Vucci is going to be the Giannis stopper. That's still a little bit of a concern there for the Bulls. But again, it's a concern for any team that faces Giannis yeah. and the Bucks. But honestly, the, from the, what we've seen about the Nets at times this season... I think the Nets are beatable, and I think the Bulls certainly feel they match up really well against them. I do think a Heat Bulls fully loaded series would be a bloodbath. Like with he can't score teams. enough. Ah oh, man, uh, uh, I can. think that would be they such can. an awesome they series. They can't keep up. You don't think so? No way. I don't know. There you go. Nope. Uh, it could be a series we get. They've got like That's ten. Three, six, they've got five. like ten guys shooting over fifty percent. They, they uh, they're still in that category. They're being overlooked because they had guys out like 15 games for Bam and Jimmy uh, whatever it is um, each of those guys they're being overlooked but I, 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 yeah the hierarchy is is still Nets Bucks and then Bulls Heat and then uh, let's let's scrap it out but ob- it. Ob- obviously uh, Levine and Rosen feel good together and I, I think it, it only helped Levine playing with USA Basketball this summer like he he has never played a postseason game and then his his first his first foray with a really great team you know it, as an adult is a gold medal win, and so like I think that just helps him realize, okay, I mean this is I don't have to carry a team, and 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 Demar is just freaking happy that he doesn't have to do everything on a team anymore. I mean, Lowry wasn't, you know, what wasn't Levine in terms of scoring. They got to feel good. Those two mm-hmm. dudes have to feel good. Hashtag the MVP. Hashtag the whatever. Like the 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 hashtag is just great. It's just good. It's I, did just... Lo- I loved the deliver line. It's so, so good. That there. was good. And I see Ziggy here in the stream team is calling him Demar Dematics. It's not bad. Not He's bad. got the control right yeah. now. DeMar well, are we going to all fly back to Canada if we get the inevitable Lowry versus uh, DeRozan? Why would it be in he Canada? Well, because all Canada's like, you can't lose two favorite sons of, uh, of, of Canada, man. Go to real I mean, sports to watch the yeah, Bulls and the there you go. That's, yeah. That's exactly right. I got a voucher for a flight back to Chicago. So I will be there okay. to watch my team lose game one. <laughs> Skeet's way. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Is it is it Lowry losing game one or is it DeRozan <laughs> losing game one? That's a great call. Great call. Not with me in the building, though. Oh, it's going to be tough. It, it is crazy, though. There were, there were tweets. I saw a tweet from a man, Vivek Jacobs, saying that yeah, Raptors fans literally would flood the streets in Toronto if DeMar DeRozan came home with a parade. After winning for the Chicago Bulls. I know it sounds really stupid, but they just love DeMar, yes. obviously. Yes, there would be. He is beloved. There's yeah. no doubt. 
Uh, let's keep this moving here. The Bulls, an obvious winner. Uh, let's go to you next because that, that's a homer pick, and I know you got one as well. And then, and then we'll get to Tass. What do you got? Well, Josh Giddy became the youngest player in NBA history with a triple-double last night against the Mavericks. Now, came in a loss. I mean, yeah. you know. You shit all over Russell Westbrook's triple-doubles. Why are we excited about this? But listen, the last game that Josh Giddy played in, he became the only the second player in NBA history to have a double-double with zero points yeah, since yes. Normie Van Leer back in 1971. So he went one better on this occasion and posted the triple-double. <laughs> yeah. uh, but honestly, like, you know, so look, the Thunder, it's been a, it's actually been probably a better season than a lot of us thought they were going to have in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, you know, they had the embarrassing 73-point loss. But other than that, they've been competitive, played. And Josh Giddy, really, to come in that number six pick, I don't think anyone really knew what to expect from him coming from Australia, having not really been seen over here. And he's been fantastic. Yeah. He's definitely All-NBA first rookie team. Will he win Rookie of the Year? I mean, I think it's open right now. I think it's open. Mobley is probably still my leader. Scotty Barnes is there. Cade Cunningham. So there's a lot of good candidates. But if he keeps performing at this level, he's definitely going to get some votes. He's got some uh, Rookie of the Year MVP votes there. So uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe. But I'm just really happy to see him out there having an impact because the big question about him coming in was whether or not he could shoot. He didn't have a great shot on him, whether or not he could score in the NBA. He's shown he can do that, mm-hmm. apart from that last game where he went for a, a nunfa. But mm-hmm. he's he's hitting that three with confidence. He's got a nice little floater. He can get inside. He's got really soft touch around the rim. And some of the passes he makes, his court vision is incredible for a young guy, for a rookie. So I'm really happy for him. I'm really happy for Australian basketball. He broke LaMelo uh, Ball's record in terms of the youngest player ever to have a triple-double before him. LaMelo, of course, played in Australia the season before that. So, oh God. great moment for Australian <laughs> basketball for the NBL. Uh, but really, just happy for Josh Gideon, happy for the Oklahoma City Thunder yeah. because... That was a risky pick, I think, from Sam Presti. A lot of people thought that's a little bit high for him. That was the pick you called. That's the pick I called. You had that's the intel absolutely on that one. right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, great job by uh, by him, and great job from Josh Giddy. Some of those left-handed sling passes, those one-handed sling passes, they seem low percentage for me, but he really can nail them, and he's made that a part of his uh, game. So. I'm just happy for him and happy for Australia right now. Here, here we go. That's a great way to start, isn't it? Oh, the, God. The, uh, yeah. Just make it the home effect. Are you going to take the Raptors <laughs> for, uh, for a win of the weekend? I could. You could. Those you Raps could. look yeah. fantastic. But Josh Giddy, he looks like a steal at six. He, if we do, we talked about the redraft uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If you were to redraft him, he'd be higher. He, he, the guys you mentioned, I think Mobley's still number one. He looked freaking awesome on yep. Sunday night. Uh, but yeah, Barnes, Cade, and then I think it's Giddy at four. He's got everything his three-point shot could improve what's the percentage there is it 26 yeah, yeah. not good you said it looked good he had one that was all glass last yeah, night yeah after a make and yeah. i was like eh. but honestly coming in it was like this guy just hasn't got any range is what they're saying i mean 26 percent is not great but for a rookie it's like okay there's something to work with at least there you know like you expect that to improve but uh he's got it all though he's got the juice yeah. you know he's got competitive juice he can knock down jumpers and he gets after it and he can play make for sure. And he's got the flowing hair. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, Tass, when are you gonna bring up your let's, tweet? Then? Let's let's see it, JD. Can we can let's we see can we play. see that flowing hair? Uh, uh, you know, this is a little bit faster. Uh, yeah, he, and, and then he goes. If you're watching on YouTube, he goes for the oh, little bit of a lip lick. So Lee, I figured that you could re- recreate that. You got the flowing. Oh, yeah, hair. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let's see. Let's well, see. Okay, do it yeah. in, you have to do it in slow mo though. Yeah. Just, uh, just finish washing that hair. Glow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. A little lip lick, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fast mode. Nice. Josh Giddy Sr. Um, <laughs> I, I said it when I got a chance to go down to the fortress and watch the Thunder play the Hawks. And, like, within like 
I don't know, it was like 12 minutes of watching him play just in person. Giddy, I'm talking about, of course. It was like, holy crap, he does have an awesome, awesome feel for the game. Yeah. He is seeing angles that a lot of players are not seeing in terms of like passing the ball. Got to work on his shot for sure. But man, the control and just like he's he's just sort of like, you know, LaMelo is like this too. It's like he's seeing angles that are not, yeah. for, to most guys are not there. And he's like thinking 10 steps ahead. It's, it's pretty special to watch. So good game from him. All right, Tass, let's go to you. Winner of the weekend. Yeah, sure. I already slipped the Raptors in. And the Raptors, the Raptors are almost back. Trey, I don't know if you know this, almost back to 500. But we'll save it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the first step. Yeah, but who are you going Well, they're almost back to being healthy. So yeah, it makes sense that right. they're good. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, we went from the, the Bulls, number one in the East. Let's go to the Warriors, number one in the West. I'll take you back. Back to 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year was 2021. It was Wednesday. They had to fly to Denver because they had a game on Thursday night in Denver. But it was kind of questionable whether or not Denver had enough guys to play. So Thursday, they're just hanging around. The Warriors are hanging around. Are we going to play or not? The Nuggets had four guys who were questionable with injuries. And then all of a sudden, the Nuggets say, nope, those four guys can't play. So the Warriors were very angry, thinking the Nuggets just kind of forfeited the game because they were shorthanded. They knew they were going to lose anyways. So they're angry, not only because of that, but because they had to play in Salt Lake City on Saturday. And they weren't going to fly home. They could have just hung out at home instead. But it was a blessing in disguise. That Thursday night, since they were all lathered and ready to play basketball, Clay Thompson and the rest of the Warriors starters got in a full scrimmage to see if Clay can come back. And so this is a rare occurrence in midseason to play a scrimmage with all your starters, you know, with Steph, with Iguodala, with Wiggins. And uh, it was kind of like the dream team losing to the college players. So to talk about this scrimmage <laughs> that was timed uh, and, and and people talking about, like Steph said, I think he got up 17 shots in 12 minutes. Like Steph knows how many shots Clay got up and he shot over 50%, Steph said. Mm. How does he know these stats? And then Andrew Wiggins playing with Clay for the first time said, um, did you see him dribble once? You know what that's going to do for our offense? Andrew Wiggins just pumped uh, everybody just pumped to see clay thompson out there andrew wiggins should also be pumped because clay thompson is going to come back next year and steal andrew wiggins all-star appearance that he's going to have this year oh, wiggins God. is making the all-star team oh he's, he's making the all-star yeah team. there's been a lot of buzz about this the warriors won't the stop saying it have yeah. you seen his numbers i mean yeah, his numbers he's shooting he's, lights he, out from three everybody yeah. everybody's efficient but you know uh, so we're talking about clay looking really 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 good and i'm sure it helped him to play with the starters and and steph has always Describe this season in three parts for the Warriors. They're obviously kicking ass in the first part, pre-Clay, then Clay, and then the warm-up for the the postseason. Mm-hmm. So Clay is coming back real soon. He wants to do it at home right. for his for his home crowd. Not going to be tonight, I don't think. And then they play a couple games on the road, and then they come home Sunday for Cleveland. Uh, Steve Kerr said Clay will be a starter, and it's just it's amazing to see the infectious desire that clay has it, it's like it's like us talking about basketball you just can't not you, you can't dislike basketball when you look at clay thompson the guy just loves it so much and i'm excited yeah the, the warriors win of the weekend because they beat the jazz who cares they're taking care of everybody uh but that was a uh, good win without draymond green yes too. yes yeah. they're good uh they're very very good yeah. and, and they took care uh, of a team that they could easily see in the playoffs and a team that if we're going back to the the Warriors championship run, kind of bothered them a little bit uh, defensively. But, yeah, the Warriors would handle them no problem, I think, uh, unfortunately for the Jazz. But, yeah, very excited to see Clay Thompson play basketball again. And, and I don't think he's going to disrupt their flow at all. He's right. going to come in as a starter, and he's going to be great. He's, he's not going to be like that. We're going to talk about the Nets a little bit later with Kyrie Irving coming back. That could be a disruption because he's only playing half the games. 
minus playing in Toronto and Madison Square Garden. Uh, can't play on the road and these other two places. But uh, yeah, Clay is. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to see this footage. It's dream team footage. <laughs> and we, we saw read a book about it. There was 24 straight shots that video going around. 24 straight threes that he made. If you saw that, he looks good. Turns out he can still shoot. It's yeah. Clay Thompson. I know. Like, how is this surprising at all? Yeah, I will never watch a practice video. Yeah, like wow, an NBA player who's one of the greatest shooters is still making threes. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when Clay Thompson comes back. The rest of the league is in trouble. The Warriors are yeah. probably the title favorites through the first third of the season, and they're adding the 77th greatest player in NBA history. Mm -hmm. And obviously, he's still got it. He's probably not going to be quite as good defensively, but guess what? They've got Wiggins to step in. Maybe he will be an all-star. The numbers are great. 43% from three, 19 points per game. It's a matter of who's going to be healthy at all-star time. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, the war obviously, the Warriors' record is going to be really good. They're going to be one of the top couple of teams. So maybe they'll get three All-Stars, but my guess would be that they get two, Curry and Green. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do you think, Lee? Yeah. I, I don't think Wiggins is going to make the All-Stars. Uh, no, but the hype machine is working right now because uh, uh, yeah. he's playing well, the Warriors are winning, and it's like if you're the best team with the best record, yeah, maybe you deserve three, and so maybe he can squeeze yeah, in. Yeah, but the Suns are like right I on know, their ass. I, the hey, Jazz are right on their ass. Both of those teams probably deserve two yeah. guys. As I mean, is. look, like, he obviously won't get in as the fan vote, so it'll have to come back to the coaches. Yeah. Now, will the coaches say, okay, this has been a great season and you deserve it based on this season alone? Or will they be like, we need to see a bit more of this from, from uh, Andrew Wiggins? Because he's had flashes before, you know? Wiggins Island is, isn't just a thing from like a season ago. It's been going for like five years because right. that's what happens. But this is, I think the most consistent uh, long period that he's had where he's been like playing well. He still doesn't do tons outside of just shooting and scoring. You know, so he needs. But he also doesn't do the stuff that's bad anymore. Right. Like the just the, the like two dribbles and I'm taking a twenty footer. That's, that kills yeah. his efficiency. Now he's just like I'm shooting catch and shoot threes. Yeah, yeah. and that's Smart. and that's what I think the Warriors have figured out. Like that. That's what. That's the best version of him. So mm -hmm. he he's definitely got a strong case because of the way he's playing and the Warriors record. Does he get in at that position? Uh, yeah, it's all about the rest of the roster, the yeah. All Star roster. It's kind of like Eric Bledsoe with the Bucks a couple of years ago. The Bucks are going to get two, and then are they going to get a third because they're the number one seed? They have to finish number one. Uh, but it kind of helps that Phoenix only has sort of one and a half. You know, Booker kind of missed games, so they're not guaranteed two. They're, they're not getting three. No. Um, and, uh, yeah, the same sort of goes for – I mean, the no, Jazz, Jazz are, getting, are two. getting two. Yeah, the Jazz yeah. are getting yeah. two. Um, so, Clay is not going to come back tonight by the looks of it. Doesn't look like no. it. But you're saying you think Sunday, January 9th against the Cavs so. at home, and if that doesn't happen, then they're on the road for a good chunk of games. And so possibly, if he doesn't come back on the 9th, maybe the 18th uh, Tuesday. Yeah, but he's ready. Did you see him hit 24 straight <laughs> threes? I think he comes back on the uh, on the 9th. Let's, you know what? Let's just run with it. Somebody tweet it. Sources say the No Dunks Classic Factory says Clay Thompson is going back <laughs> on the 9th. Okay, a couple other winners. Uh, I'm just going to chuck at you guys. Jalen Brown deserves mention here on today's show. Scored a career-high 50 mm. uh, to go along with 11 boards, 4 assists. One, a beauty behind the back in overtime to sort of seal the game. Two blocks and a steal. He played 46 minutes uh, as the Celtics got, a, honestly, a much-needed victory against the Magic. That would have been a bad loss. He just dragged them to a win. Mm. Like, no, no, we're not losing this game, and they pull it off, so that's huge. He became the seventh Celtics player to score 50 in a regular season game. It's trivia time here in the Classic <laughs> Factory. Okay. okay, some of them are very obvious, but can yeah. you name the uh, the other Celtics players to score 50 in a regular season game? Let's go around the table. Mm. Let's start with Tass. Pierce. Pierce, correct. 
Tatum. Correct. <laughs> Larry. Yeah, I was going to say, Larry Bird. <laughs> All right. Uh, now it gets yeah, a little more difficult. Yes, Mikhail did. Yeah. Mikhail did. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is tough. There's uh, one. Antoine Walker. No, oh, no. Close. One oldie and one somewhat right? not that long ago. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Good job. Mm. Oldie. Classic short name, uh, Sam Jones. <laughs> That's a very short nice. name. Eight letters, Sam Rest Jones. Rest in peace, Sam Exactly, yeah. it's right. Yes, yeah, just uh, recently passing. So yeah, Jalen Brown gets the uh, uh, the Celtics the victory there. So that's pretty damn important. I saw Tim- Important because they almost lost to the oh. Orlando Magic. I know. And Orlando blew this one. I, I know. Think. Well, this, this is what frogs. I was going to say. Tim Bontemps wrote for ESPN, this is perfect. Sunday's game, a microcosm in many ways of Boston's entire season. Celtics on a roller coaster ever since this season began. Press of highs and devastating lows. And it happened in this game. Yeah. Like Bon Temps was pointing out, they were up big. Then they gave it all back and they're down big and they somehow got back. They were back getting booed game. at the start of I the know. fourth quarter. Yeah. Boston's weird. <laughs> yeah. Just weird. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of like, it's very Marcus Smarty as well. I feel like Marcus Smart did a pretty good job of passing the ball yesterday, mm-hmm. but like, he's so up and down um, that when he's up, you got to win those games. And that's what Jalen said afterwards, right? We just had to get a fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> he was pretty upset. And they 100% needed a win. So to put a 50 on the board, even if it's an overtime, we'll count it. Yeah. One more here. Winner of the weekend. Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, we never talk about Hami or the Pistons at this point, really, unless we're talking about Cade Cunningham. But he played a game-high 49 point, uh, 49 minutes, excuse me, scored 34 points, 14 boards, 5 steals in uh, the game there on Saturday, the overtime victory. Sadiq Bey had a crazy um, game winner in the corner in that one to get them the victory. He is averaging, Diallo, though, 31-10 and 10 over his last three games with 4.3 steals per game, too. And I bring this up because he's getting a ton of opportunity here because... Uh, Jeremy Grant is out, so he's getting a chance to flourish here. And I just want to spin that into an uh, athletic article from James Edwards III, who brought up basically Pistons trades that they could make in moving Jeremy Grant. And I just wanted to throw a couple of them at you guys and just get your take on it. Because his question of the article is like, what could you get back for Jeremy Grant if the Pistons were to move on him? Because he goes through it like there's not a lot of other guys that the Pistons would be looking to move. Um, you know, you're not going. You're not moving off of Cade Cunningham. You're probably not moving off a lot of your second-year guys yet. You know, Diallo looks pretty good for them right now. You're probably not moving him. So, if it's Grant, what could you get back? The Bulls came up. Trey, interested to hear take on Derek Jones Jr., Matt Thomas, and then Patrick Williams as the enticing part for the Pistons, and the Grant would go to the Bulls. Do it. Do it. Do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls have a chance this year. I mean, they're a few pieces away. They need some size. They need a backup big. They need somebody to like uh, to spell Vucevic, and they need somebody bigger on the wing, which would be Jeremy Grant. Yeah. If they're going to have any sort of chance against Durant, you know, I mean, if Kawhi Leonard would ever come back, LeBron, if they somehow met in the finals, that kind of thing. That's the piece that's missing. That's the piece that theoretically would have been Patrick Williams. Yeah. He's out for the year. You would be going even more all in for a team that's traded a whole bunch of picks. But for what they're giving up, Derek Jones Jr., his contract's going to be over soon. Matt Thomas is barely a rotation guy. And Patrick Williams, you're kind of like, it would be awesome if you became Jeremy Grant. Like, that would be a great outcome, so why not get a Jeremy Grant while you can? Make a run at it. I would think they would be a conference finalist contender, widely held if they got Jeremy yeah. Grant. Yeah. I, I, great, the Bulls should, but why would the Pistons do that? I don't see Patrick why. Williams is good I enough. think the Pistons would actually consider that. I do. <laughs> I just think you can reach, aim a little higher than Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams has okay. been fine. You can probably get better than Patrick. Yeah, that's that That would be my goal. Okay, I'll give you a couple other uh, possibilities then. There is trading for Miles Turner. Basically, it's sort of a one-for-one. One. I mean, you might have to add somebody to make the, the numbers work. 
What would you think of that from either side, Pacers or Pistons? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really much of an improvement either way. I mean, if you're the Pacers and you say, we're going to move off from Miles Turner and get Jeremy Grant, if you're a Pacers fan, do you go, oh, awesome? Or do you just go, oh, okay, well, I guess that's it. We're just done with Miles Turner. <laughs> there's, there's just not much. Like, if you're a Pacers fan right now, you want to you want to see clearly, like, okay, this is the direction we're moving in. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant is like, okay, good player, athletic, defensively, you can get out there and get amongst it but does that really change anything? You'd want to see like a draft pick coming back as well. So right. like, okay, we get a quality player and we get an asset in the future. But if you're just going to make that move, it's like, it's not going to really change the fortunes either way. If you're the Pistons and you get Miles Turner, it's like, great, he's an improvement, I guess. But uh, I think that, I think there's more to be done in that deal. Yeah, a couple of the other ones were Grant to the Hawks, basically with Josh Jackson, let's say for Gallinari and Cam Reddish. I don't. I don't really get why the. Well, I guess Jeremy Grant is a better player than a lot Cam better. Reddish, and of course Gallinari at this point of his career. Yeah. So maybe it makes a little more sense for Atlanta, for Detroit. I don't love. That. I would rather have Patrick Williams. They yeah. Although Cam Reddish showed, Cam some, Reddish. showed some flashes here, getting some opportunity. The Cam Reddish, uh, the talk, the hype is hot right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. It doesn't is. get much hotter than this. It's potential. This is. He's got to come show it in the next year or so. But he's yeah. He's shown lots of good flashes. And then the final one, to the Grizzlies, Jeremy Grant and Corey Joseph for Kyle Anderson, Melton, Zaire Williams, and then a first-round pick. What do you think, Lee? Kyle Anderson seems to be uh, on the out there in uh, Memphis. So they got it, a lot of damn good guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what did you say, Corey Joseph? And, be, it's Jeremy Grant and Corey Joseph. Yeah, yeah. That's not bad for the Grizzlies. Um yeah, I, I don't mind that on the surface. I'd, I'd have to dig a little deeper, but... Uh... Well, go read James Edwards III <laughs> article on theathletic.com slash nodunk so they know that we sent you. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. And the whole point of that was Diallo is playing really, really well here for Detroit, um, at least in terms of putting up numbers. Seen a lot of crazy numbers from guys, though, because <laughs> they're getting some opera, they're getting big minutes. Every yeah. player is good. He yeah. also and lost the, enough like, 35 points in one of those games. So, uh, yes, you know, yes, you know, that's another number. Yes, that's true. It's, not, it's a great number. You know any other numbers? <laughs> I got a few up the old sleeve, yeah. Uh, I've yeah. got a couple right now. I got two numbers. We got a couple ad reads. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> DK, what do you got? Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. <laughs> Very important terms of play. I like the music coming in in the background here, JD, for these live ad reads. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it gives it a little something. Yeah, it separates it from the rest of the show, you know? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, maybe we should just start playing music throughout the entire show, though. <laughs> really puts me in a good mood. 
Is it? Yeah, like play something right now. Anything. Just play an ad read again if you want. Because <laughs> we're going to talk about... Go and get the guitar, The Drake. losers <laughs> of the NBA weekend. No, you're right. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's too silly once the music's there. Uh, Tass, why don't you get us started with losers of the NBA weekend? Where are you going? This one will be a quick one. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, look, they lost a game on Saturday. Good teams lose games at times, but they lost it to a shell of a team in the Clippers who didn't have anybody. They didn't have four of their starters, PG, Kawhi, Marcus Morris, Zubats, and then three rotation guys uh, in their lineup. And they were up 11 in the fourth. The Nets should have walked away with this one. But Eric Bledsoe came out of <laughs> nowhere to carry this team. And that's where the trade that they had in the offseason, they traded Patrick Beverly and Rajon Rondo for Bledsoe, is really paying off right now. A yeah. guy who's played a lot of minutes in this league, has been a borderline all-star. Uh, he took over at, at the last six minutes of this game, scored 10 points, ended with 27. Uh, he was running the offense. He's played in every game this season. I've heard the best talent is availability which is a pile of hooey. However, uh, you know, he is he is out there and he's playing and uh, they got to win. Listen, this Nets team is still phenomenal, uh, but I think when we're talking about a championship, championship team, when we're talking about that cream of the crop, I just wonder how they're going to implement Kyrie. Can all those parts work together here for the last 45 games when Kyrie's going to play in 22 of them, maybe 20 of them, whatever it is. Uh, I think he's available for 20 of them. Are they going to throw the one seed or the two seed so they can play on the road and Kyrie Irving can play in four of seven games rather than three of seven games if he's not vaccinated by at that point? Which is a little bit nuts to think about, but that's going to be a legitimate conversation we have in a few months. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're just not all together all the time, which is totally fine in the regular season. But one other reason I wanted to give them a loser is because we talked about this last week. We're a couple of sickos, a bunch of sickos on this show watching far too much basketball. And I worry about Kevin Durant doing the same thing. After this game, KD, who's definitely going to tweet me after this uh, from his burner account, but he said when the Clippers beat them, you know, they had guys coming off the bench beating us. Xavier Moon came in and hit some shots for them. Keon Johnson, James Ennis. How does he know every guy <laughs> that's playing on the Clippers in this day and age? I feel I feel that's a little bit bonkers for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant needs a new hobby. And I know I know he's investing. I know he's part he's in the boardroom and yep. he's got all that going on. Uh, but I just don't he's want him to He's a top shot go. hot boy, I think too, isn't oh, he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's he's got some stuff on the go. I'm not oh, worried sure. about Kevin Durant, but I just don't want him to go down the same path as us watching Kings <laughs> You're gonna end up Kings in a Mavs Wednesday night. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting at a ping pong table yeah. talking yeah. with yeah. buddies. So, get off that path, KD. Get off that path. You'll be all right. But uh listen, I I also wanted to talk about the Clippers just cuz Terrence Mann hit a big shot in the corner after airballing it. He came back and did it. Justice Winslow is looking like himself, sort of, kind of, for the last couple of games, but he's looking better. And so the Clippers are staying afloat now at a point where their season could just go kapui. <laughs> it could go real bad right now with Paul George out for several weeks. Uh, but they're hopefully treading water for them uh, because this is a really, really, really key time for them this next month here, especially with a lot of games on the road. In regards to the Nets, how concerned are you about them implementing Kyrie here in what should be next couple of weeks? I think. Yeah, well, it's going to be a challenge for sure for, for Steve Nash because how do you game plan one night knowing that maybe for the next three games a guy simply can't play? He's not able to play. So that's going to be the challenge to get a guy and just say, all right, we need you to go out there, score, shoot, be a big part of the offense, but then you won't be there. So how do you 
balance that every night. It's going to be it's going to be tough. And Steve Nash actually is starting to catch a few strays on line for the way that they closed out that game against the Clippers there defensively. And Kevin Durant also deservedly got some as well because his defense on that closeout on Terrence Mann was abysmal. Mm-hmm. John Schumann pointing and putting that out yesterday that clip. I remember watching it live thinking that was bad, but it, it's tough for a guy to come in. It's like he's healthy, but he can't play. So does he start? I think so. I think he goes straight into that starting lineup. But then how do you how do you just uh, adjust each game for that? That's going to be something that I wouldn't want to have that challenge because coaches always talk about wanting to have continuity and the right players and, and that sort of mindset game to game. And it's going to have to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. So, And Kyrie, I mean, what sort of shape is he in? I mean, I imagine for the last couple of weeks he's been working out to get himself game ready, but... He's also going to have to take some time to adjust. So I guess it's a good problem because he's a good player. It's a player. problem, that's yeah. for problem. sure. Because like, he's going to come back and score 25, 30 points. Right. But he, he, is, say but he looks great in practice. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Yeah. But then it's going to be strange. Like you said, now they're going on a road trip and yeah. he's like not playing. What if they what if they drop those games? And the is there other, resentment from yeah. other guys in the locker? Like, well, I mean, that's well, there, there should be, I think, because the guys are like, well, this guy's only coming around when it suits him to play. But the other thing is, Kyrie, offensively fantastic, but defensively as well, which yeah. is a big problem for the Nets right yeah. now. He doesn't help them on that end, so that's also uh, going to be something that that Steve Nash has to figure out a way to get everyone, you know, to be able to play together, and it wouldn't be easy to do that. Trey, who do you have for a loser of the NBA weekend? Let's stay in New York. Couple of bad ones for the Bing Bongs over the weekend. They lost on Friday to the Thunder, only scored 80 points. A season low for the Knicks and the fewest that OKC has allowed. And then the Knicks got smacked by the Raptors yesterday in a game with no fans. A season high, 35. Hey, Masai Ujiri was in the crowd. <laughs> Masai Ujiri, best seats in the house. Yeah. He had every seat in the house yeah. that he wanted. Um, also, Matt Devlin kept calling uh, Fred Van Vliet, season high, 35. <laughs> kept calling him Freddie All-Star. Yeah, they're really pushing that. I understand. Yeah. But uh, you like the nickname, Freddie All-Star? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. I think he's got such an awesome name as it is. Exactly. Van Vliet sounds so good. Yeah. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he makes a run. Nice game for Freddie, though. Uh, the Knicks, though, they are super shorthanded right now, as many teams are, between uh, health and safety protocols and injuries. Most important for them, they got no Julius Randle, and that's the problem. When they don't have Julius Randle, they don't really look like a real NBA team. But he also hasn't been as good as he was last season <laughs> as an all-NBA player. So when he's gone, the Knicks really don't have anything to hang their hat on. They're 22nd in offense after trying to bring in more offense. That costs their defense. They're now 18th in defense. They're 11th in the Eastern Conference. You might think, nice, they've got eight of their next 10 at home. But as Lee has told us, they're worse at home Mm. than they are playing on the road. So not great for the Knicks. They had a three-game win streak. That was nice. Kemba Walker's been missing some time here. He missed these last two games. They need one of Randall or Walker back or Derrick Rose, somebody to really initiate the offense, or else you're scoring 80 against the Thunder. Bad news, Bears. It is weird to think... That the Raptors have a better record than the than the Knicks right mm-hmm. now. Just when you like think when you take just a big picture zoom out of the season, you know, started so incredibly with the Bing Bong Knicks and the Raptors, you know, disappointing guys in and out of the lineup and like every team's been hit with this now, but it's just weird. They have a better record at this point, Tass. Um and the Knicks, yeah. This is a strange season. This is a strange I do you struggle right now in sort of like figuring out a lot of these teams because of a million guys out of the lineup? Uh, then they're back, then they're out. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't want to put too much stock into some of these results, right? Yeah. But then you're sort of forced to. So, But it is uh, an unprecedented season for that reason. It's uh, it's it's difficult for teams to obviously play with you know all these G League call-ups, but 
which team comes out of that playing really well right. is, uh, and those and so those are all different situations it's you know it's a little bubbleish uh for me it's 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 just you know, unprecedented. It's like, almost like crazier it was 2020. than the bubble, though, if, right? Like, yeah. I, well, I mean, that ended up being insane because, oh, whatever, it somehow brought the heat together, uh, living <laughs> like at yeah. Disney World and making coffee for each other. But yeah. everybody had crazier. their roster. Generally, yeah. generally yeah. everybody had their roster, and so yeah, that this part is different. Everybody should have their roster in January, February. But teams like the Toronto Raptors, I mean, they look like a different team when they've got. Six arms uh, that belong to Scotty Barnes, uh, Pascal Siakam, and OG Ananobi. OG Ananobi just came back. Yep. They look so different. And Fred Van Vliet's a really good defender at, at, at the at the point guard position. And then whoever you throw in as the fifth, um, it's a joy to watch them play defense. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're coming out, I think, and are looking great. It is crazy to think, yes, the Raptors have a better record uh, than the New York Knicks. But they are... they are not an NBA team, as Trey said. Without Julius Randle, um, they've got yeah so many... So many guys who haven't played a lot in the NBA currently playing for them. It, yeah, so that, it is a different season than, than the bubble in that regard. Who's going to come out of it? And Raps, woo, they look good. They look good with their entire squad, that's for sure. Uh, we'll see if they can continue to string together these wins. Who do you have for Lucha the weekend? Well, remember a couple of weeks ago when I said the Jazz were going to break the Suns uh, – regular season win streak record and then they went out and dropped two in a row yeah well a couple of weeks ago i gave the minnesota timberwolves a winner because they had a big weekend they beat the lakers anthony edwards is out was a big emotional victory Mm -hmm. since then they've dropped five of seven Mm. so uh very wolves like yeah exactly i think think we were trying to warn you to be well exactly uh now the same thing same thing with it they're missing like russell and towns obviously didn't play last night in la uh against a team that they've beaten twice the lakers beat them in los angeles and they did beat them in that game in minnesota and in fact they led in the fourth quarter of this one last night still shorthanded so they had a chance to pull this one out couldn't do it so you know that's an acceptable loss considering everything you know lakers obviously without Anthony Davis but LeBron and Westbrook and everyone played so I just I, I the, the reason I'm bringing them up as a loser because this is a, for them an opportunity to just put a little distance though between those other teams like the Spurs and the Pelicans who are down there further and they haven't been able to do that mm-hmm. so they've got to cash in if they can they play the Clippers next again who knows who's <laughs> going to be playing on each team right there but for the Wolves like they have to be one of the teams that like benefit from this situation of playing these other teams that are that are missing a guy or two here and there, even though they're missing their best couple of players, although uh, Edwards played last night. But I just I'm, I'm pulling for the Wolves. I'm pulling for them to, <laughs> to, to make it. And they've had a chance in these last few games and just not being able to quite uh, just pick up a win where they could have. So they're not a loser because they've been a disaster. They just haven't been able to cash in and yeah. get a couple of extra wins, and you know, just put themselves in that position because the Spurs are, are, are right there, and uh, Kings are right there. Exactly, the Kings got a huge win last night against the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler missed a uh, one that sort of bobbled around the end, which would have only tied the game. But De'Aaron Fox was great in that game, by the mm-hmm. way. Kyle Guy. Know him for uh, he's my he's easily my favorite sort of pickup guy because he looks like he was playing pickup ball out in the street and someone said hey he's not bad you want to go and play for Miami yeah has this been shattering for you a little bit Uh, like because yeah you haven't gotten a ten day call up and if it's like not happening at this point then it's never gonna happen I mean Joe Johnson got a call up you know like (laughs) he's in his forties yeah yeah I mean believe they picked him like surely surely someone should say we may as well throw him out there right now you know but especially uh, the Hawks too were like down like 15 guys you're like well you were here you timed that incorrectly they don't have a team bam 
Hey, and I saw Clay Thompson hit 24 from that corner. That's my corner. I hit 11 in a row from that corner in the NBA TV studio. So, you know, I mean, anyway. Footage is out there. It is. It is. Um, But anyway, like I'm pulling for the Wolves. That's what I'm trying to say here. And uh, you just feel like, again, last night against a team they really play well against this season. Had a chance late, but didn't quite quite close it out. Yeah, the Lakers getting the victory there. Mm. Um, I got to give a loser of the weekend to the Rockets, but maybe specifically Kevin Porter Jr. This mm. is a weird story if you don't know it. He left the arena during halftime of Saturday night's home game against the Nuggets after a heated exchange in the locker room with uh, Houston assistant coach John Lucas. Now, Shams, his sources said Lucas was calling out multiple players because they were getting their asses handed to them. Um, he specifically called out Kevin Porter Jr. Um, and how he was playing, his, his focus, I guess, and then Christian Wood, his sort of effort level. And Wood was already in trouble because he was getting benched after missing a mandatory uh, COVID-19 testing window. So with all this going on, things got, again, heated in the locker room. They escalated, and Kevin Porter Jr. threw an object. Now, I don't... Do we know... What was thrown? It's not soup, right? I've heard the. I don't know if it was soup, but uh, he had to be separated from Lucas, and then he just got in his car and left the arena, and Wood refused to sub in for the second half. I mean, it's a really, this is it's sort of funny, but it's also really disappointing, especially Kevin Porter Jr. When you think that the Cavs moved off of him, a first round pick. For what was it? It was nothing. It was like a top fifty-five protected yes. pick. Like, yeah, it, they were like, we don't want the headache of this guy because he's a bit of a disruption. And so, you know, everybody got excited. Oh, he's going to get a chance, going to get minutes in, in Houston. There's going to be no pressure. And he's possibly blowing it again here. Like, you don't want to see this happen too many times, Tass, because no. you're going to be out of the league. There's a bunch of, ten, uh, you know, 10-day call-up guys that will take your job because they're not a nuisance is the truth. And he's come out and apologized. Yeah, is that so right? it's a good start. Yeah, well, well it's probably not mm-hmm. enough uh, at, at this point. But, yeah, it's... It's someone they were trying to implement and really trying to see what they could get out of him. So that's very unfortunate. Now, I conflate the story with Antonio Brown and, <laughs> right. and, and, and what happened in football. And you just said that Kevin Porter Jr. got in his car and drove away while Antonio Brown, he got a cab. An Uber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Uber driver, what a great opportunity to interview Antonio Brown. Just had the camera on him. Like he showed, he showed Antonio Brown for a second and then just started talking. What are you doing? This could be the break of your media career, cab driver. Um, anyways, didn't work out, and it's not working out for Ken Porter Jr. You just have to uh, figure things out. The Christian Wood scenario is a little bit more confounding to me, mm-hmm. uh, that Christian Wood uh, didn't want to re-enter the game. Uh, that's that's shocking to me. I, I, I think that Christian Wood would have a better uh, grip on things. I just don't know why, what happened in that locker room uh, for those guys to fall apart. I don't know if it's a lack of leadership, but it's unfortunate because it seemed like the Rockets had it all together. Yeah, what do you make of this whole Rocket situation here? Well, I think this is what happens when you tank away two seasons sometimes. You know, they lost 15 straight games, somehow won seven, <laughs> and then now they've lost seven in a row, and they've been getting beat pretty badly in these seven games. So obviously tensions are running high. Steven Silas was on the hot seat early in the season. We're like, what's why? Yeah. Why are yeah. you on the hot seat? But obviously there are some sort of problems in the locker room. And I think it's compounded by the fact that Kevin Porter Jr. has been pretty bad this season. He's shooting 36% from the floor. And he's been replaced in the hierarchy of Houston with Jalen Green coming in. He's starting to show some signs here, playing a little bit better. So I think it's um just a bunch of events kind of all piling on top of each other. All of the losses... Plus, you know, maybe a replacement feeling like, uh uh-oh, if I don't make it happen now, it's not going to happen. So, I don't know. But uh, 
If I were other teams, I would be calling on Christian Wood. I think he's a talented guy, and I think he's just probably pouting his way out of Houston mm. to try to end up in a better place, like maybe Chicago, where he could win a championship. <laughs> that's a possibility. He's got the talent, no doubt. It's just exactly. It's just the attitude. But again, when you're on a team that's like, listen, we're losing. You know, there's no leadership. Uh, it, it guys sort of do turn on each other a bit because they all kind of want to play their way to a better situation. But it's not always that easy. So, and Kevin Porter Jr. for for a young guy like that to have already had two sort of pretty bad uh, disciplinary things is not a good sign. He's mm-hmm. a talent. There's no question about his talent. But it's like you, you might just play your way out of the league. So they need to improve. Christian Wood, yeah, he, I think a lot of teams would love to have that guy on their roster because he can spread the floor. He's a big guy. He's athletic. But also you got to just you know make sure you're getting the best version of him. He's, he's got a bit of a Hassan Whiteside vibe. You know, Hassan Whiteside, remember, could easily pile up the stats, but his effort and attitude were the things that have held him back in his career. Flourishing in Utah, though, by all accounts. He's having a fantastic, yeah. uh, got a great a role there. Maturity uh, comes into play. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it does. And, and also, I think, because he realizes, like, this probably might be the last yeah. chance I yeah. get. Um, you know, he had that huge contract there with the Heat, but then moved off from that. And now he's in a situation where it's like, the Jazz have been able to get really solid production out of him, mm-hmm. and that, to me, is just a huge bonus. So we had KPJ leaving at halftime, Antonio Brown um, in, in the football game on the weekend. Have you ever left at halftime of a sporting event? Just said, Dickie's not playing me enough? Uh, <laughs> wow, walk it See out that. Yeah, no, no, not while, I've, not while I've been playing. Um, I always had a thing you know, to sit at the end of a game no matter what, especially if you buy your Good ticket. But there was one game, the Raptors and the Blazers, back in 2006, and the Raptors were just getting spanked. Right. And I was like, I'm done. Let's Halfway go, through the... catch the end of the Flames. Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, the Flames. You want to talk a little puck, eh? Hey? <laughs> Standing on his head over here. Uh, let's hear from everybody out there in the stream team, Pod Squad, uh, your NBA weekend winners and losers. You can drop them in the YouTube comments below. You can tweet at us, at No Dunk Sync. We did have a trade... Huge blockbuster that I really should have started the show with. But uh, let's get everybody's take on it. Friday, the Lakers agreed to trade uh, Rondo to Cleveland for Denzel Valentine, um, which I'm sure a lot of people were like, what? He's on the cast? (laughs) (laughs) I think that probably confused some people. But um, yeah, not not a massive deal here, but... Cavs desperate for any sort of guard play, and they saw an opening here. What do you think? Is Rajon Rondo going to mess up my Cavs? That's the question. <laughs> That's the question, Ooh. man. Uh, I, I think hasn't played yet, right? Well, he hasn't yeah. played yet. Uh, yeah, they're lacking everybody. Rubio out, mm-hmm. Colin Sexton out, Darius Garland out with the health and safety protocols. So they take on anybody. I, I watched them win last night. They scrapped it out. Kevin Pangos is their starter, and Brandon Goodwin uh, played really well off the bench. He was a former Hawk. He's only played there a couple games now, just game number two. So he even tweeted after the game saying, don't worry, Cleveland, I got this. Uh, just a little bit of a slow start. I think those two guys should be the ones playing minutes. Uh, and Rondo should sort of be the uh, break glass in case of emergency type guy. That's that's the way I, I see it. I don't really see him doing much more than that. But you need you need hands at this point. So that's that's the way I look at it. What do you think, Trey? I kind of think Rondo will have a big role just being a veteran and theoretically providing the same sort of veteran presence that Rubio does. Uh, We will see if that's the case. But the Cavs needed to do something. Pangos did a fine job filling in, but they want to have a veteran point guard out there who can run the show and maybe take him back to the playoffs. So to only give up Denzel Valentine, who's going to be waived by the Lakers, smooth move, even if Rondo's kind of fallen off the face of the earth after that title. Yeah, I saw Hollinger write, um, for the athletic, of course, he was like, "Why, why Rondo instead of a G League call up?" But yeah. then he points out 
You know why? Because everyone that can actually play <laughs> any minutes at the point guard position is already called up in all of these hardship deals. So his reasoning is, you know, you just sort of survive with Rondo here for, for how many games you need to, once he's back, hopefully, uh, into the rotation. And then a couple weeks from now, you've you've got a chance to look at all these guys that were up on these hardship rule uh, call-ups, excuse me, and maybe pick pick which one you'd like on the roster. That makes some sense, though I know how you feel about Rondo, <laughs> so you're probably terrified. Oh, I'm not terrified. I just don't think at this stage of his career he's going to offer much to that team. He didn't do – the Hawks signed him to that contract. They got rid of him before even one season. He barely played on the Clippers last season when they needed – they traded for him, two second-round picks, I think, to get him. He went back to Lakers, and he wasn't even playing really for them. He wasn't having much of an impact. So, you know, to go to a team that is, is really is desperate just for any backcourt help, he will get some minutes. But uh, what is he going to provide for them? You know, I'm not really sure he, he offers a whole lot because he doesn't shoot, you know. Um, that's not his strength at all. So they just needed basically a uh, yeah break open in case of emergency guy, and they obviously need Garland back as soon as Sexton. I, I believe he is out for the season, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah. Garland, uh, they need him back, and Rubio is obviously a, a devastating blow. Um, you know, the, the guy blow his ACL again uh, after the season he was having. The story there in Cleveland yeah. is just devastating. But uh, yeah, good win last night. Kevin Love was again very very good for them, but. Right now, with all these players out of nowhere getting plucked out of the sky to play, and Denzel Valentine, Valentine gets waved? Well, apparently now, yeah. according to Shams, he's going to the New York Knicks. Oh, okay, the okay, team okay, okay. As well. Right, okay. So uh, He's still in the league. But, man, that is a, that's a tough break, isn't it, right now, where it's like, you know, guys that just no one's ever heard of are playing, and you're getting waved. So uh, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was wondering here with Cleveland, remember there was those years in Phoenix where like if you were an old guy and like you had an injury like just make your way to yeah. Phoenix and they'd like rehabilitate you and bring you back yeah, they had that awesome right. staff is there something similar going on in Cleveland when it comes to like uh older guys suddenly like finding that spark again like Rubio for sure Kevin Love have you seen what Kevin Love's been doing <laughs> yes. the last like four or five ah. days like amazing yeah. so maybe there's a hope yeah. That Rondo suddenly triple double Rondo. He needs Play a best Rondo. friend. He needs yeah. a best buddy there. Uh, Rubio and Kevin Love obviously had their Minnesota relationship, yeah. so yeah. they gotta the Cavs gotta find somebody from the Celtics days. Like mm. I don't know, bring in Scalabrini or something to play alongside. <laughs> <laughs> play alongside Rondo. It'd be interesting to see. All right, we gotta take one more break here. When we come back, though, we'll get to tweet of the night and uh, start a brand new month of uh, pickups. But. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. 
Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. You ever use Chime? Yes. There you go. This guy is <laughs> <an> improv master. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Leaving draft fees, overdraft fees behind in 2021. Uh, uh, we got to be able to just drop that in there, though. I don't think we need to read that every time. What, read the, 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 the small, small part? print. Yeah. I thought I nailed it. You did good. Well, I, I'm, I was kind of over your shoulder while I hesitated. Yeah. It says seedchime.com slash spot me and not oh, no dunks. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's because... With the fine print, <laughs> go to chime.com slash spot me. I think uh-huh. that's where you get the details. Well, that's what I'm, spot, that, I'm spotting you, that man. I'm spotting you yeah. right here. I spot you. But you spot for me. us, for us, we would really encourage you to go to chime.com slash no dunks. Hey, I've been there. Can you quickly check if both websites work, uh, URLs work for me? I'm just kidding. Okay, let's get to uh, Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the night. It's very simple. It's back to Josh Giddy. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, it's 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 uh, Giddy related, mm. and it's from uh, our good friend Blake Murphy up in Canada. Eh? I just I just chuckled from this tweet. You know, <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. He uh, tweeted the cool thing about being the youngest to get a triple double is that the guy you just beat can't do anything about it now. <laughs> Old ass. <laughs> and it's just a great point. It's like a pretty good record yeah. to get. It's like, hey, you old ass LaMelo, you're never going to be able to beat that. Never going to be you younger. Right now. now, somebody else could come along, but it ain't going to be him. Yeah. So there you go. Great tweet from Blake. Did you consider bringing it up when you were talking about the first one? <laughs> no, I saw a lot of tweets out there, but uh, nah, I just left it. <laughs> I was know. on Twitter. Yeah. 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 You, uh, back to DeRozan's game winners. Correct me if I'm wrong. You did a little split screen work. Yeah, uh, I what, did. With yeah. both of the game winners side I by did. side. Yeah, on the old iMovie, just on the phone there. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, mm. got the clips and then put them in the old iMovie. Yeah. I, you know, when I look <laughs> back at it, I should have just tweaked the, the, the paces one because he just comes out of frame, then he comes in, and I could have moved it over. But it's uh, it's a little bit pick, uh, finicky there with the old uh, thumb movement. But, yeah. <laughs> were you in the airport doing that? No, no, no. I was no, just at home, home, but I was uh, – where was I? I don't know. I was just – I guess it was just on my phone I had them. <laughs> I had the games going on the on the computer, and I was like, I don't want to do it on there. I'll just do it on the phone and see if I can. And, uh, yeah, it came together. Great engagement. Uh, not bad engagement. Yeah, not bad engagement. <laughs> what about the, uh, the the comment that I put on it as well? 
the Deja Rosen. Yeah, I thought that was really forced. Well, how so? <laughs> I mean, he's D-Rosen. Deja. That's more- it doesn't read well. Well, see, I think it does because I think you're combining. Deja Rosen. You know, it, it's yeah. like. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's not duh. It's deja. That's, yeah. So yeah, but not, it's, it's D-E. Not, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's why it looks better than. I, I think it reads right. better yeah, than right. it that's sounds. That's what I meant. Right. It reads yeah. better than, yeah. than when you say it out loud. Yeah. Like you saying it out loud. I, don't, I actually hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds good. Are we still yeah. on air yet? Yeah, we are. <laughs> I thought it feels like we've been sitting here for three hours, if I'm being honest, but it's not that long. So we're good. Um, so pick them results. Just quickly here. Back to 2021, December 30th. If you remember, when it was just Tass and I, um, at that point, I guess we were on the old stream yards there with Andrew Schlecht filling in for uh, JD doing the producer's work. We were tied. It was that game. It was the Cavs-Wizards game. It was going to decide who loses the month, uh, depending on what happened in that game. I took Washington. You took Cleveland. It was a small line. And Mm -hmm. Washington kicked the snot out of them. A pretty dominant victory. It was, uh, I was, you know, obviously well, keep my eye on it. I wasn't true sicko on December 30th watching uh, Cavs Wizards, but definitely keep my eye on it. And uh, yeah, they got the victory, I so I won. I won. Woo! I got blind faith. That, that was my homer pick. I picked the Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers. And I'm, in fact, I'm not a sicko. I totally forgot Darius Garland was out. So that Ooh, was that a, a struggle in the backcourt. As much as I want to be a homer and so, and and support Kevin Pangos, great name, great Canadian name, uh, playing abroad, look good in, in Europe, but maybe not the athleticism you need for an NBA player. Just not happening right now do you for think, Kevin uh, Pangos. Do you think Mike Breen would drop a pang? Oh yeah, <laughs> when he if he hits a three, yeah. big three, yeah, pang. Yeah. Or call or do you call him Kevin Bangos then? Right, mm. yeah. Okay. I like pang mm. better. I would love to, love to hear <laughs> Pang. Darren Pang. Darren, Darren Pang. Uh, That's a hockey name. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it is. Do you know Alex Ovechkin? Yeah. He's going to be the all-time leader in goals scored. What? In a few years. He's on pace right now. Who has now. it? Gretzky still? Gretzky, yeah. yeah. Not in my book. Yeah. Well, it's, Gretzky's still the one. Uh, Gretzky's a great supporter right now. He says he's uh, Ovechkin's oh, like number that. one fan. Like he's doing great on the broadcast. How many, how many goals are we talking here? Eight eight ninety four, I think yeah. the record is. Okay, but Ovechkin's got like he's like second in the league right now. How many does Yager have? Is he still playing? Isn't he? Ovechkin's <laughs> second in the league in scoring I right think. now. In goal scored, I think. Wow, I think. he's okay, hot. Respect, respect. Yeah. Real Julio Franco about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should do a, a who is this guy he's for hockey? I think he's like thirty. He must be thirty six. Yeah, because he was two thousand four draft, wasn't he? You know the drafts oh, in the NHL. Yeah. How do you know that? Well, you know, I was talking about the top 50 goals that TSN had, and guess what the number one goal was? That was Ovi when he, you know, he slides and he's on his back. Oh, and yeah. He flicks it over yeah. there. That was the number one goal. This was just the best goals of all time? Yeah, I mean, lacrosse, mate. I didn't see Maradona there, but I saw lacrosse goals, so what? Oh, you know, you, this was any just goals? Hockey? No, yeah, it was any goal. So there was some soccer, and there was some old ones. I saw Mario Lemieux scored one, so it was like, you know, it wasn't just like the last decade or anything like that. And I'm like, I mean, Maradona didn't even get a mention there. Dennis Burkamp well, was You can't score, score soccer goals with your hand. <laughs> no, I, the one before that. Oh, yeah, right, I mean, right. that that's the sure, one. Where he goes through everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, but Ovi was number one. Wow. Yeah. 
I do know which goal you're talking about. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Goal. That is good. It's, I think it was in his like first or second year. When you should um, do a split screen ah. of uh, Ovi's goal and uh, Maradona's. Maradona's goal. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do no, that. You're doing good, <laughs> good goals. Yeah, what would be the caption for that though? Mm. Good it's goals, Almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We'll see. We'll... Uh, yeah. Good goals. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> I did not lose a pick a month. Passed it, yeah. so I owe a bunch still, and we're gonna get to paying them off here now that we're in the classic factory. Don't you? but Tass ultimately has one that he'll have to pay off as well. This brought to you by BetGM, all of this madness, but let's start it over again. Let's do new it. New year, new month, we're all zero and zero. I can't wait to pay mine off, actually, because yeah. that means you'll have paid off your three that you owe, right? <laughs> You yeah. still have three? Yeah. Well, I'm not paying any off before, until you pay off. I'd like to just pay these off Let's sooner rather than later, JD. I get get the dog collar. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, but just one thing. Schumann did suggest a great one for Tass. You have to do the entire show as Eric Reed, which I think is, <laughs> I think that funny. is perfect. Well, yeah. The Miami Heat broadcaster. Yeah. 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 I'll save it. I'll save it. A lot yeah. of stats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like just in context. Easy. Stats. Easy. I know numbers too. I like numbers. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one, Schu. Uh, well, what's tonight's game? There's a uh, lot on. Yeah. I, I think the, uh, the creme de la creme of this one is uh, Memphis visiting the Brooklyn Nets. That's the best game of the night. Monster line. Seven and a half points. The Nets are favored by at home. But me and Trey still think that the Brooklyn Nets oh, can cover that. What fool put eight and a half on that graphic? <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> it's seven and a half. Okay, that's and our line. Skeets and Lee think the yep. Grizzlies will cover yep. that seven and a half point line, which is juicy. I understand why you would think that they would cover that because they have been playing extremely well. And the Brooklyn Nets coming off two straight losses where, you know, they're just kind of going through the motions right now. I'm seeing a lot of people in the stream team absolutely picking the Grizz. Mm. That makes sense. So let's get this off to a good start. All come right. on, Brooklyn. All right, come on, Lee. Let's get a victory. Let's start this mm. one in style. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that line was just a, a, a little juicy there for mm-hmm. the uh, for the Nets. But then again, you know, the Grizzlies' off- defense has been weird this season. It was awful. Then Jar went down. It was like the best in the league. Exactly, which is weird. <laughs> now he's back. Right. So, you know, I, I think they can cover that line, but uh, maybe the Nets have a little bit of a uh, bounce back sort of performance tonight. Yeah. So okay. we'll see. All right, guys. Let's call it there. First show in the Classic Factory with all five guys. Hey, what's better than this? Guys being nice. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody that joined us live. Did some big numbers here on a Monday. Appreciate all of you. Like the video. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't already. Share the show. Leave your comments below. Follow us on Twitter at No Dunks Inc. You can follow us on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram. Send in your questions to no dunks at theathletic.com and grab yourself an athletic subscription. I believe the deal right now, $3.99 a month. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks so they know that we sent you. Now, this has been a debate over the last couple weeks here. Now that we're back in the classic factory, <laughs> are we throwing to the Clipper Bros? Hmm. What's your what's your take on it? I think so. Okay. I think so. Stick okay. with it. Yeah. Okay. I I am pro Clipper, bro. I know Tass. Yeah. I he go, could do. Sometimes I Clipper. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. What do you think, Trey? I mean, I'm pro, bro. But Tass told me it's a lot different when you're in the studio. Let's see it. Let's let's, yeah. let's see. See, it's a different feel in here. Yeah. Let's see it. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. All right. Gotta go. Gotta go. Has to go. I'm anti, bro. Now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird. You sit here, you like people out there, they're loving it, but uh, backstage, classic factory magic. We're just sitting here. Yeah, it's true. It's different. But you're just sitting there at home when we would play. <laughs> <laughs> no, that. but you're seeing it. You're yeah, seeing it yeah. come through in the streams, you know? 
He's right there in your face pointing at you. Uh, here, you just got to watch on a little one. Can't even hear what he says. Yeah, I didn't even hear him there. I hope everybody yeah. on the stream team heard him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that was me. That might have been. Sabotage. Get the fuck out of here, Clipper, bro. Brace the day, people. <laughs> As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.